Then from the throne there came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you servants of his, who reverence him both small and great. After that I heard what sounded like the shout of a vast throng, like the boom of many pounding waves, and like the roar of terrific and mighty peals of thunder exclaiming, Hallelujah, praise the Lord, for now the Lord our God, the omnipotent, the all-ruler reigns. Let us rejoice and shout for joy. Exultant, yeah, exultant and triumphant. Let us celebrate and ascribe to him the glory and honor. For the marriage of the Lamb at last has come and his bride has prepared herself. She has been permitted to dress in fine, radiant linen, dazzling in white. For the fine linen signifies and represents the righteousness, the upright, the just and godly living deeds and conduct, a right standing with God of the saints, God's holy people. And the angel said to me, write this down, blessed, happy to be envied are those who are summoned and invited and called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me further, these are the true words, the genuine and exact declarations of God. And I fell prostrate at his feet to worship, to pay divine honors to him. But he restrained me. Why was an angel? <laughs> and refrain, right? We don't, uh, we don't worship angels. No. You must not do that, the angel said. I am only another servant with you and your brethren who have accepted and hold the testimony borne by Jesus. Worship God. <laughs> For the substance, the essence of the truth revealed by Jesus is the spirit of all prophecy the vital breath, the inspiration of all inspired preaching and interpretation of the divine will and purpose, including both mine and yours. After that, I saw a white heaven open and behold, a white horse appeared. The one who was riding it was called faithful, trustworthy, loyal, incorruptible, steady, and true. And he passes judgment and wages war in righteousness, holiness, justice, and uprightness. His eyes blaze like a flame of fire, and on his head are many kingly crowns, diadems. And he has a title, a name inscribed, which he alone knows and can understand. And he is dressed in a robe, dyed by dipping in blood. And the title by which he is called is the Word of God. Woo! You know what? I got to read and the troops of heaven clothed in fine linen, dazzling and clean, followed him on white horses. That's us. From his mouth goes forth a sharp sword with which he can smite, afflict, and strike the nations. And he will shepherd and control them with a sap, staff, a scepter, a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath and indignation of God, the all-ruler, the almighty, 
the omnipotent and on his garment robe and on his thigh he has a name a title ascribed inscribed king of kings and lord of lords <laughs> there's a lot in there wow amen well you could be seated oh well that was enough let's just uh, pass the envelopes out and we're going to receive the tithes and offerings um could we get some fans up here at least maybe uh, Kenny isn't here today. Oh, he's okay. You know what? There's no one else to worship except God. I don't care how big any preacher becomes. It's not them. It's God. Well, they yielded to God, but it's them. And we can't look at that ever. That's one thing, because as soon as you take the glory... The glory goes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. As you know, Psalm 23 said, I really didn't prepare for the tithes and offerings tonight, but you know what Psalm 23 says? The Lord is my shepherd. A shepherd, he guides his sheep. But you know what? The Lord said to me once, if you don't make me Lord, I can't guide you. The Lord is my shepherder. <laughs> uh, and what's the next statement? I shall not want. Do you, everybody believe the word of God? I shall not want. <laughs> he makes me to lie down in green pastures. You know what, green, the color green, the, the colors have uh, a lot of meaning in the, in the Bible, and green is life in abundance. <laughs> you know, a lot of things green, they're green, you know, because spring came and they're growing and they're healthy and strong and they're green. Even Tony Anderson is green. No. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you are listening. Amen. But you know what? Life. <laughs> That's life. He makes me to lie down. I always imagine laying in the grass and no bugs. <laughs> and looking at the clouds. <laughs> I used to do that when I was a little girl. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we are so grateful that we can give into the kingdom of God because we are walking in that kingdom. Once we're born again, we are, we are to be operating in the kingdom of God. For we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God's dear son. And so, Father, I thank you, Father. You lead us. You guide us. You teach us. You train us. We're asking you to do that, and you correct us. We want the correction, Lord God, in every way. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. For all the, oh my gosh, for the time living in the United States, God, we're still free. <laughs> and we will remain free in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for abundance. We thank you that even the poor in the United States are considered moderately rich in other nations. So, Father, what a blessing. You have blessed us so much, God, and we want to bless you by giving into your kingdom lord and spreading the word of god being able to come to this place lord god and and have speakers 
and so forth and so on who can so we can spread that kingdom so we can grow 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 and that's what we want to do go to a higher place lord not satisfied with way down here just in front of the cross father we want it all we thank you for that lord god and you said that you were our god when we make you god thank you lord that you will supply all of our needs no matter what it is maybe there's a need for gas maybe there's a need to get the car fixed maybe there's a need for the new car a need for a job who knows what it is you know a need <laughs> but father you said you would supply all of our your our needs but it's according to your riches in the glory how rich are we inside our spirit man with the word of God and, and with what were we concentrating on the words that were said there Lord I, I thank you father that we'll meditate on those things and even the next song Lord that will worship you with it in Jesus name Amen praise you Jesus Hallelujah. thank you Jesus thank you Jesus you have power of attorney with that name you have the power of attorney you write checks in that name <laughs> no but i mean checks of healing checks of finances you can you have the power of attorney in his name okay would you please all agree with me father god we take authority over that the air conditioner <laughs> right now in the name of jesus and Lord, I, I thank you that you give us wisdom as to what is wrong or what needs to be done. Or Lord, if it's, if it's a shortage of something, Lord, cut the red tape and bring it, Lord, that we might be able to have the air conditioning that we need to have this weekend and for next week. We thank you for that, Lord God. No weapon formed against any of the you know what of any of the people in this church no weapon formed against any of our any of uh, all of the things that we have you know the sound system the air conditioner all the things the electricity all of it no weapon formed devil we command you to cease and desist in every maneuver and activity against this building but against the people in the name of jesus I thank you. Every one of us is healed in the name of Jesus, and you will not put symptoms on us off and on and do this and do that. No, 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 no. We take authority. Get out of here in Jesus' name. You, God said, whatsoever we bind on earth, and we bind you. We bind infirmity. We bind things being broken and destruction. We bind you from stealing Kill, stealing, killing, and destroying anything, whether it's our bodies, whether it's our goods, whether it's our marriages, whether it's our, our families. No, no, no. You have no right. We have nothing in common with you. There is nothing in us that belongs to you. You have no power over us. Yeah, that's what Jesus said to you. And we say the same thing. And we thank you, Father. We lose peace, we lose joy, we lose abundance, we lose things working, <laughs> we lose healing in our bodies, we lose the youth of an ego, we lose it all in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
I'm still going to go over some stuff about the prophet's ministry again, uh, and maybe possible, let's see, that was last week's, I got, okay, now I got that, that was from Joel Siegel from last week, then, then um, I have uh, anointings and mantles by Dr. Dufresne, didn't even realize how much juice is in there, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, good stuff in, in that book. I would highly recommend people to get anointings and mantles. Or if you want, I don't know, maybe depends what, what. Okay, now, he's talking about the office of the prophet. Okay, so in the Old Testament, the Jews went to the prophets. Now, is everybody listening? Are you there? Father, I thank you, Father, that we have hearing ears. We have seeing eyes, God, and we think enough of you and respect you, God. We don't act like the, they did when Jesus came to the hometown and they rejected him. What does he know? Lord, you are talking through me, and I know you are, or you wouldn't have given me this, Lord. So I thank you, Father. I thank you and praise you for the hearing ears, the seeing eyes, spiritually and physically, in the name of Jesus. So in the Old Testament, the Jews went to the prophets for guidance, for healing, for everything else of a spiritual nature. See, and, and in, both, in both the prophet now, the prophet then, there's a tangible anointing. It means you can feel it. Okay, so in the New Testament, there's still a tangible anointing, but those under the old covenant weren't born again, and they didn't have the Spirit of God in them. We are supposed to be led by the Spirit of God now. Under the new covenant, it says that my spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit what to do. I always say this way, that I'm born again. But it, then I say, my spirit bears witness with you, Holy Spirit, what I should do and what I should not do, where I should go, where I should not go, what I should say and what I should not say. So I'm at the right place at the right time all the time. I do the right thing and say the right thing. And if you could avoid an accident or whatever. So, okay, we've all got the spirit in us if we are born again now to guide us. So we don't look to the prophet to guide us, okay? The prophet's ministry now comes through the cross of Calvary. Okay, so now there is a prophet's reward system now, you can look, but see, you start to, you start to get, um, okay, always look to God first, please, please, because I heard stuff that was going to be, there's probably only one that I believe anymore, but um, I heard stuff that, well, oh, somebody's going to die in the White House in March, March 15th, somebody's going to die, oh, they're going to die in April, now they're going to die in May, and I... <laughs> I just, you know, I, I don't look at any of it anymore. I'm done with it. Come on, you guys. So we can know things, too. And there are. I, you know, I, the, the one in Omaha is, is great. That he's, he's always positive, has the word, and so forth and so. Yeah. In fact, even on Flashpoint. Okay. I probably shouldn't say anything, but 
sometimes it's like the negativity comes and then he straightens it out. <laughs> and then it comes right back in. <laughs> but you have to watch because sometimes, you, I didn't plan on saying this. Sometimes it gets you like, oh, what's the use? You know, yes, we inform the public, but I'll tell you what, there's hope in God. There's hope in God. You just keep praying in tongues, praying in tongues. Uh, okay, so there's a prophet's reward system, though. And I, I'm not going to read all this for the sake of time, but 2 Kings 4, 8 through 37. 2 Kings, I always put 2K <laughs> when I did for abbreviation. 4, 8 through 37. Read it. It's about the prophet Elisha who took Elijah's mantle and got a double anointing. He wanted to bless a woman who saw the anointing on his life. He always stopped at this, and she was married to the, you know, and they, he always stopped at their house. And so she says, I'm going to build a room for the prophet so that he can rest, you know. And so she actually, that was saving his anointing too. And she was protecting his anointing. So after a while, Elisha was so grateful, and he asked, what can I do for her? You know, because, and she said, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then Elijah's servant said, no, I know one thing she wants. She wants to have a child, and she's never had one. And so, <laughs> so he prayed, and eventually she had a son. Well, you know, that, that son uh, went out in the field with his dad when he was, I don't know, how old? Eight, nine... Uh, no, it doesn't, but anyway, uh, he got a sunstroke, and he literally died. And, you know, she was the woman, <laughs> okay, she was, was the one who said she took him, yeah, and, and then she went, she told her servants to, you know, saddle up the donkeys and get all this stuff, you know. Why? Where are you going? It is well with my soul. She kept saying, it is well with my soul. She would not say what, that he was dead. Wow. That's faith. In the Old Testament, there was, whoa. But here's the reward system. Then, then uh, she, she went there. She went to Elisha's place, and his servant met her. And the servant says, Elisha says, well, you go with her and see what she needs. And she says, no, I will not move until Elisha comes with me. But it is well with my soul. It is well with, she never said, he's dead on the bed. <laughs> and, um, and so, uh, so, you know, his servant went to him and said, she won't, she won't <laughs> budge. He said, oh, something's wrong. I think I know what it is. And then he went to her and she, bowed down and said, did you not give me a son? <laughs> but she kept saying, it is well with my son, that, or well with my soul. But all she said was, did you not give me a son? <laughs> and he knew then, and he followed her. He, he, uh, he went into the room, he was laying on the bed. He laid on top of him and put breath in his mouth, yeah, all this, and he came back to life. That was the prophet's reward system to her. Yes. And it, you know what? 
It will get your heart's desires. The prophet's reward system, if you respect him, if you give to them, seriously. Okay, go to Matthew 10, 40 through 42. Matthew 10, 40 through 42. I, and I came on that, upon that book and I thought, I'll bet you he has something in there about the prophet. Sure enough. Because <laughs> he was a prophet, Dr. Dufresne. Okay. 40 through 42. Okay. <laughs> Let's go into... Uh, well, we'll do the Amplified. <laughs> I like what it says in verse 38 too. But anyway, verse 40. He who receives and welcomes and accepts you, yeah. right. even right now, me, uh -huh. yeah. receives and welcomes and accepts me, says the Lord. Right. Right. Oh, you're just some old woman standing up there. Seriously, people start thinking that. Okay, so I can be funny out there. I wear a different hat when I'm up here. I remember Jerry DeVoe came once and he said, pastors wear, or all fivefold ministers, they wear different hats. They can be your friend. They can be joking with you. They can have, you know, fun with you, go out to eat or have a picnic or whatever and, and just be their, their self. But when they're behind the pulpit, they're talking for the Lord. If... Yeah, if they really care. <laughs> I will say that. Or if they really have the anointing of the word of God. What did I do? Oh, okay. So he who wel receives and welcomes and accepts you, receives and welcomes and accepts me, says the Lord. And he who receives and welcomes and accepts me, receives and welcomes and accepts him who sent me. Who might that be? Who? God. The Father. Yeah, okay. He who receives and welcomes and accepts a prophet, because he is a prophet, shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives and welcomes and accepts a righteous man, because he is a righteous man, shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives to one of these little ones in rank or influence, even a cup of cold water, because he is my disciplined follower, my disciple, surely I declare to you he shall not lose his reward. Okay, how you receive a prophet is how, determines how you are rewarded or how much you may get delivered. And I can tell you there's lots of stuff with this man. Dr. Dufresne, okay, was a prophet. And he did come here in the past, way back. He's up in heaven now. But he said there was a policeman who was a partner with him. And that policeman was shot. And the bullet went right in front of his shirt and side and out the back of his shirt, but it didn't touch his body. It's like, you know, it would go through this around this sweater and go, <laughs> just go through the sweater and didn't touch his body. That's a miracle. <laughs> but it, okay, the man said he believed in the prophet's reward system and he was a partner and he gave the credit because of that. 
He received Dr. Dufresne as a prophet and got the prophet's reward. His life was supernaturally protected. And I didn't bring that book. Oh, I was going to bring that book. Ooh, give me, give me, give me. I hope I can find it. Or was that's yours? Okay, I don't know the pages. I had it all marked out. Oh. Um, no, okay. When Dr. Dufresne was in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, oh, Lord, why didn't I look at that? Okay, because that might be hard to find. I remembered this vividly. He suddenly saw a huge, evil, blown up, like a, like, what was that, gorilla guy? Yeah. <laughs> that used to be bigger than the buildings, you know, there were movies, King Kong, yeah, something like that, and it was over Wall Street, Wall Street, oh, listen, no, it was over Wall Street because of the economy, and, and it was, I wish I could read it, because it's in here, somebody find it, somebody find it, can you find it, okay, if you find it, I'll read it in the middle of the sermon, the next one, um, and, and he, had, he had a vision while he was preaching, and he went, wait a minute, wait a minute, everybody. And then he, we, he had us pray, yeah. and he rebuked it, and literally he saw it come down yeah. and deflate. Yeah. At the same time, he saw people trying to bring in socialism and communism yeah. and to take us over. It gives me chills. Yeah. That was right in that same paragraph. It's right in there. And he said he rebuked that along with it. Yeah. It was trying to destroy our economy. Yeah. I felt like that was an uplift that I happened to, because I was just paging through. Right. I didn't have time. And I've read the book for a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to read it to you to just give you encouragement yeah. about that, about the economy, yeah. that they're talking about the horrible f food shortage. And, you know, people are being, uh, they're being, um, it, well, they're being, what am I trying to say, Tony? That in, in, their, in their, they cannot leave their homes, period, in China. Confined, locked down, totally. It doesn't make any difference if babies are hungry and they need formula. It doesn't make any difference if somebody's having a heart attack. There, and then they said, Pelosi said that she, uh, she, Gave, she was trying, she has a whole bunch of amendments to give sovereignty to who the World Health Organization and they would have reign over us. There was nothing, doesn't make any difference who you are, to, uh, to do the same thing to us. Sovereignty. Yeah. I know it ain't going to happen, but you know what? It's just, but the whole thing is God wants us to really follow him. Even like I sing praises to his name, O oh Lord. I don't like fake. I like real. <laughs> and we need to be real with God. But if you can find that. <laughs> it's what? Yeah, tar. Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> yeah, okay. It was, yeah. Um, okay. In a meeting I was conducting in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, I saw an evil spirit with a tar-like substance coming out of his hand, and he was spreading that substance over Wall Street and our banking system. 
It was an economic devil trying to cause some problems financially in our country, but glory to God, we exercised our authority over that spirit and we took care of it. God told me if we hadn't dealt with that spirit, it would have been worse than Great Depression days. He said, since you saw it and took care of it, the economy will rock and reel. It'll go up and down, but it will straighten out. Praise God for the gifts of the Spirit. A year later, I was ministering in Nashville, Tennessee. One evening, after preaching my sermon, and I saw two spirits working to get in our government. One was Marxism and the other socialism. And they spoke to those Marxist and socialist spirits and saw them drop. Glory to God, I'm sure glad I knew what to do when I saw those spirits. I'm sure glad we're not going to have to go through days like the Great Depression. You know how that got taken care of by being skillful in the anointing. See, it, uh, there is a lot in here about what we should be doing and not doing and mantles and anointings and yeesh. I, Okay. Okay, now do go put up there 2 Kings 13, 20, and 21. As a man was being buried on an open bier, such a band was seen coming, and the man was cast into Elisha's grave. It was uh, uh, the Moabites, and they were, they were like, a, they would take you slaves. And, and the man was cast into Elisha's grave. They just threw him, and they ran himself. And when the man being let down touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood on his feet. Oh, Elisha was in the grave. <laughs> the bones of a prophet are even anointed. And so I just wanted to read that to you. See, there can be anointing even on the tapes and the CDs and the DVDs of the ones who are already in heaven. So the prophet's ministry should be built, though. This is another, I'm just giving you bits and pieces. The prophet's ministry should not be built on the woo-hoo-hoo, the gifts of the Spirit. I mean, they know that. But it's true. This is what happens. People operate in the gifts of the Spirit, and they think, oh, they're such mature Christians. Hey, the Corinthians were corrected. They were operating in all the gifts of the Spirit, and they had to correct them. And sometimes, no, the prophet's ministry should be built on the Word of God first. And then the gifts of the Spirit. And that's important. You know, I said something about that last week because otherwise they get into familiar spirits by giving you a prophetic word all the time. You know what I mean? You can have familiar spirits start to operate through you because you want that. You want them to be impressed with you. I'm <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah, I did put otherwise familiar spirits. An evil spirit can come in. So a prophet can't give words to people at their own will. Parking lot prophets. <laughs> There's a fine line between the flesh and the spirits. And if you push something or someone tries to push a prophet for a word, the devil is quick to step in and accommodate them with words that sound like prophecy. 
You have to test it. See, if it brings attention to the person ministering instead of Jesus, it's from a familiar spirit. People start to worship the minister. It's a spiritual snare because God gets all the glory. He should get all the glory and praise when the gifts of the spirit manifest. Uh, see, example, after a service, some, there's people who go to the back room and the prophet will give everyone a word. They've actually done that in places. In certain, I, I could tell you, yeah, <laughs> I've seen it way back in Women's Glow. I didn't like it. Okay, a familiar spirit knows where you live and the things about you, and it seems, wow, they even know that I have a flower hanging on the porch, you know, or something like that. Eh, eh, watch it, watch it. That's usually a familiar spirit. Who cares about the flower on the porch? See, one prophet said to a man, you own a valuable ring and you lost it. And I saw, I have a vision just now. I'll tell you where it is. It's in the drawer where you keep your clothes. It's in the corner of the drawer underneath the clothes. But bring that ring to me now and give it to me for the ministry. And the so-called prophet took the ring, sold it, and kept the money for himself. And he said, God showed him where the ring was. No, it was a familiar spirit. I didn't, I didn't put much on this, but, but you know what? Draw on his. No sleeping. <laughs> I mean, draw on his anointing. Lonnie Hilton said, he said, oh my gosh. He said, your people pulled it out of me so strongly that he said they just pulled it out. And he said, it, the anointing got so strong, I had to quit. I noticed he was getting real red in the face. <laughs> and he was red back there for a long time. He had a <sighs> and he said, you've got a wonderful church. You've got wonderful people. <laughs> and he said, they just pulled it out of me. <laughs> and he says, I do not get that at other churches. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> More than one has told me that. <laughs> anyway, so just remember, he's finely tuned. The prophet is finely tuned to the details of God's plan and purpose. And they are the ones to lead a revival. They have an extra coating of the anointing. And I've watched, and we watched a couple of things from him. Deliverance is huge, and it's not... It's the, oh, let me get it spit up and do this and that and all that junky stuff, stupid stuff. Okay, it's gone, just like that. Yeah. <laughs> gone. Yeah. Get Hallelujah. Charles here. <laughs> anyway, um, I felt that we needed to have him, and we've had a lot of speakers, but it's the only time we can get him, and I know why, because it's Memorial Day. <laughs> Nobody wanted him on <laughs> Memorial Day. That's okay, we took him. And uh, that otherwise it would have been next year. And you know what? We all could use correction, deliverance, whatever. Your life will turn if you receive him. See, and we're, we, it says we, you actually move. We, the, as the pastor and you move to a higher dimension of ministry in the church. Um, and they will correct. I want to be corrected, though. Okay. So um, be prepared spiritually and naturally. I just jump it over here. Remember in Jesus' hometown, 
they wouldn't, they wouldn't receive him. <laughs> that happens a lot. See, um, but respond to him. Value what we're getting here. Um, just jumping around from last week. But if you receive him you, and you get the prophet's reward, amazing utterances can come forth along with healings, manifestations of the spirit, money can come into you, deliverance, families healed, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. So don't just receive him as a teacher, but receive him for the prophet's reward. Now I'm just going over that. Um, and just remember, uh, correction, Kenneth, hey, uh, Kenneth, there's a lot of different kinds of prophets, but uh, Kenneth Copeland is one, and he said that this was a year of correction, and then that correction would give direction, and the direction would protect us from all the junk that's happening around. And then you would have perfection and be See, people thought, oh, just because I'm born again, I'm going to be raptured. You can't just get born again and then live like hell. <laughs> I said, well, I'm born again, you know. Hey, would you like to change partners? I'm not kidding you. Somebody came to us once at our house. And they, I'm being blunt. But I want to tell you what, the whole world is blunt, so why can't I? That was way, I didn't even know what they were talking about. Well, I was innocent, and so was he. I was like, what? What are you talking about? What? You're a Christian. Well, you know what? All you have to do is just ask Jesus to come in your heart, and you'll be born again, and you'll go to heaven, and you'll be raptured, and blah, blah, blah. And the next, I'm not kidding you, two seconds later, do you guys ever change partners? What? What do you mean? Like in cards? <laughs> I didn't know what he was talking about. I want to tell you something. His mother experienced that way in the 19, early 30s, or was it the 20s? 20s. Yes, she even went to a church thing. And then they said, and I, I'm telling you, I'm warning you, stuff is out there. If it was out there way back, and she could not believe it. They threw the car keys in the middle and said, whoever you get, you sleep with them tonight. And she got out of there. She, she, yeah, yeah. There's stuff. You, I get chills just thinking about. You guys, you may think, but you know what? I don't like to be fake, and I like people to know what's going on, the, how evil the stuff is. You can't tell me. People are Christians. I love God too much to, to hurt him. Ugh. Anyway, we're going to go back a little bit to, yeah, this time. Okay, so... Um, 1 Corinthians, I don't even know what the verse is, I know, 16.9. <laughs> but it says, for a wide door of opportunity for effectual service has opened for us. A great promising one. And there are many adversaries or opponents. Now, at that door <coughs> is effectual service. 
And it means you're going to have an effect on many things or people because you went through the door. It's a wide door. It's a promising door. It's an amazing door. It's a great door, and it's wide. <laughs> you may have an effect on the whole city, on everybody. Just think, people, family, people's lives, revival, <laughs> children, spiritual progress, financial abundance, financial abundance. It's part of it. See, we've always learned that God doesn't care. He does too. He wants us to take over. You can't take over when you're, you don't have any money. You can't. What do you think? How'd Trump get in? How these politicians, they all got to have millions of dollars to even run. See, your future, your destiny, and others' future, future and destiny are at stake. So no wonder there's adversaries. Has anybody been noticing? Have you gotten some little attacks? I have. Yeah, yep, I have. <laughs> Quite a bit. <laughs> and I know it's because we got somebody coming. <laughs> so you just, I'll tell you what. What's the name of this sermon? How to go through opposition. You sang a good song. Did you really mean it? What the, <laughs> no matter the storm that comes my way. And I thought to myself, yes, I don't care what the storm is. How do you think we lasted all this time? The storms were huge from way back in that tiny little place, that telephone service truck driving place. <laughs> but see, even, okay, it, it can have an effect on the community, your, your presence in the city, and the fact you own pop property, remember I said, gives you authority. It gives you more authority. You're occupying by taking back the territory. It's good to own property. I was going to say something else about that. Um, okay, so what did Nancy Dufresne say to us? That we, because of what we did as this church, she said that we have opened up a portal. Who would know in this city, she said, that that church, that church on Lincoln Street <laughs> is opening up portals to heaven to do things in the community nobody knows. We should play it sometime again. And uh, because she said what, the flow you have taken, the flow you have gone in, the, the uh, way you have lasted, and I'm saying it in a different way, but has made that portal, and a portal, if you look it up, I remember on um, one of those programs, it's like a whirlwind up into heaven, where angels can come down, where, where answers can come, where abundance can flow, where finances can flow, healing can flow. So see, no wonder there's adversary, because they're trying to stop that effect that we're going to have. And the devil comes immediately to steal to kill and destroy. And he's at the door to try to interrupt and stop your entrance. But, and it comes in the form of fear. So don't let that fear. Fear is a huge demonic spirit. It affects all kinds of things. It stops you from what you're supposed to do. The enemy doesn't want you to have an effect without him putting up a fight. 
to stop you. And if you're aware of this, you won't back down and collar. I tell you what, you know, saints, and you know somebody, I always had the motto, winners never quit. The quitters never win. They never win. Know this, your mind and body, though, will feel opposition. It'll feel it. But don't compromise to get rid of the pressure. So you can be comfortable. Don't compromise that. Woo! <laughs> See, Jesus already has won the fight. So, so <clears throat> strife, misunderstandings, devil devises a plan to bring division. Just, just know that. Sometimes there might be little, oh, well, they said I should do this, and they said I should do that, and blah, 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 blah. And you know what? There may be a plan to, to make you get into strife before that prophet comes. Go to 1 Peter 4.12. I've experienced this so many times, you guys. From now when I look back, I look back on it. Oh, man. <laughs> you would never believe some of the stories I'd tell you. <laughs> yep, here we are. 1 Peter 4.12. <laughs> I was the president of Women's Glow, and uh, <clears throat> when I barely was born again, I didn't know what I was doing, but I took it because um, they said there was no one else. <laughs> so anyway, um, it, was, it, it was the time and season when you cast out devils. I didn't know that that was something that was happening in the early 80s. That was the early 80s. And you, you know, somebody comes and they said, well, I was a pastor of this church in wherever, somewhere down south. And now we came here and I thought, oh, a pastor, I don't know what he's talking about. You know, you're a baby Christian. And, and they, you, they start doing that. I, I start reading the word and I knew it was wrong, the way they were doing it. Um, but First Peter 4.12, so I went to a Women's Aglow and I was the president I was the president of Women's Glow in this area. So, yeah, I know. They figured it out. Okay, so 412, and they were laying hands on the people. 412. Come on, get to 412. Okay. <laughs> and she was laying hands on me, and she was the national president. Nationwide president of Women's Glow. It was very popular then. Okay, it was spirit-filled women. All right. But she went, you are, I went up there and she said, you are doing the wrong thing. You did it. She started correcting me and correcting me. And all of a sudden, her mouth turned different. And she says, beloved, don't be amazed and bewildered at the fiery ordeal that's taking place. I'm not kidding you. She was saying all these words that I was feeling bad. And all of a sudden, her mouth changed. And, and her mouth said this scripture. I didn't even know it was a scripture. Don't be amazed, Jackie Hartman, at the fiery trials that you are over <laughs> and bewildered, which is taking place to test your quality as though something strange and unusual and alien to you and your position were befalling you. But insofar as you are sharing Christ's sufferings, rejoice, so that when his glory, full of radiance and splendor, is revealed, you may re 
Joyce with triumph. <laughs> and she said that scripture. She knew it. I mean, and it just flew out of her mouth and changed direction. I went, oh. <laughs> and I am just telling you that at least you see, and we had elders from a big church in Omaha come to our house, but they made me go in the back room and only talk to him because he's the man of the house. Finally, I was just getting upset because I heard what they said, and it was mostly my fault. And I got out there and I said, I want to tell you the reason that we were doing that, and I realized it's, it's, the way they're doing it is wrong. Now, I just came out and said that, and I said, the reason we were doing it because I, my heart's desire is to help people. And they all backed off. <laughs> I was in a deposition and a lawyer asked me, why are you, he was a Jewish lawyer. <laughs> and, and he asked me why I became a pastor and it just flew out of my mouth, same thing, because I wanted to help people. Yeah. See, and I'm not trying to do, but I am just telling you things that can happen. So see, but you're gonna feel that in your body and in your mind, in your soul, in your emotions. It hurts when people are all gossiping about you and talking about you and not thinking, thinking you're alluded and pastors calling me, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> but see, there's adversaries present, so don't be overly impressed with what you are feeling. Don't be impressed by what you are feeling, even if it's pain. See, the enemy's trying to give me like a headache over here. Uh, constantly, and I, he's a I know it's, I know it, I know what's going on, I said, oh, no, check, read, karate, anyway, <laughs> see, and, and I don't turn here, but in First Peter 3, 4, it says that the hidden man, the real you, is your spirit, and that's the hidden man of the heart. Yes. See, you can feel, here's, here's an example, an air conditioner on or a heating system, but that doesn't mean you're an air conditioner or a heating system. It's not coming from the real you. So don't get impressed with it. Don't get impressed with opposition. And, and like you're going through something and, and get the drama and just, oh, I can't take this, oh. You know what? I've learned that from people going to Marietta because it used to be that way. <laughs> okay, you drop it. So you corrected somebody, they got mad, they left. I don't know. I mean, you know, okay, I used to torture myself and say, it's all my fault, all my fault, all my fault. And you know what? I don't do that anymore. I just go, okay, I'm going to drop it. I drop it. Don't get impressed with it. Have you ever felt fear and then you thought, oh, I'm giving way to a spirit of fear? Anybody ever feel that? I have. Yep. Yeah. You know what? But it's just what you are feeling. And you, we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't go by feelings, but by the word of God. Kenneth Hagin, he was going through a trial. Kenneth Hagin was paralyzed uh, for since he was little, <laughs> practically, because he was like 
what? He weighed one and a half pounds? Two pounds? It's, it's amazing. He never went to a hospital. Nothing. And the doctor says, get a shoebox and we'll bury him in the backyard. They buried people in the backyard. And Grandma, she saw him just touch his little leg, went like this. And she said, no, I can't. And the doctor went to get to do something. And he said, I told you to bury him. And she said, but there's life in him. I saw life in him. And, you know, and Mama was out, you know. But uh, Grandma saved his life. And she put warm stuff on him, and I, I even, I even, they heated something up. But how? No incubator, no oxygen. But, but then he had like heart problems. He had leukemia. They said, you know, his blood was was like his blood was like pink, real thin. And you know that was leukemia, probably, right? Yeah. And and something else. And that man was healed and lived to be 86 years old and started, oh my gosh, Jesus appeared to him and everything. But the one thing he said, it was just horrible, was to be paralyzed in bed. He hated it. And he said that paralyzation left, but once in a while it would try to come back on him. And he says, that was the one thing he said. All of a sudden, he got a spirit affair, and he was shaking. His whole body was shaking because he thought it was going to come back. And and then he's and that it was like the devil said, "Oh, look at you! You're shaking. You're scared of me." And he says, "No, the real me is my spirit. And look at my spirit. My spirit's not shaking. The real you is inside of here." If you're born again, you see, see, you got to fight the good fight of faith. Smith Wigglesworth said, I'm not moved by what I feel or see only by what I believe. So if you're going to have an effect, you're going to have some opposition because the devil doesn't like it. So remember, you're seated at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that's named. I'll tell you what, I've emphasized that scripture and Ephesians saying it every day and more than once a day, Ephesians 1, 9. See, remember you are seated, the highest place of authority. See, don't, don't take it for good. Oh, it says, I'm seated at the right hand of the Father. The Word is real. The Word is alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It divides asunder between your soul, your mind and will and emotions, and your spirit. You know what? The Word. <laughs> you have authority. You have dominion, and you take it. You need to take it like we took it right now over the air conditioner. See, and that devil is a defeated adversary. He is paralyzed. He is done. You do this over your crops. You do this over your body. You do this over. You don't just succumb because some doctor told you you have cancer. 
I tell you, you're far above all the principality, power, might, and dominion. And every name, every name that's named. Every name that's named. Remember, it says in 1 Corinthians 2.8, the devil would never have crucified the Lord of glory if he had known what an effect it would have. <laughs> so God the Father used the devil's opposition to Jesus as a, a, a springboard, like going on, you know, you're diving. <laughs> you springboard. Redemption. You were rescued. You were redeemed. He used that. He used that suffering for our springboard for our redemption. He'll use the opposition we're receiving now, a springboard for more finances, for healing in your body, to go upward, to have more understanding. To, to See, all this Christianity is not just for yourself. It is for other people. We're supposed to duplicate ourselves. And all we do is every, oh, my own problems, my own problems, my own problems. It's for others. We're supposed to huh, gird the loins of our, our understanding. Your loins are reproductive. You see, see, God the Father used that, I'm going to say it again, the devil's opposition to Jesus as a springboard for our redemption. What the devil thought was that he had destroyed Jesus because Jesus went down into hell. I'm going to tell you something else right here. We have encountered this when we went to prison, in prison ministry. There are born-again, spirit-filled churches, and they don't believe Jesus went to hell. If Jesus didn't go to hell, they don't. He was arguing with, oh, it was horrid. Yeah, and then people came because, see, that doctrine goes out there. You see, that's why I, that in 1986, God told me, you root out, you pull down, you destroy. And I didn't understand what. It was, it's wrong doctrine, but you build it and you plant it. See, that's a launching pad for our salvation. Same with us. When he opposes you, it's your springboard, and it's a sure sign you're going in the right direction. Because the enemy will try to attack your mind, and he, he'll tell you you're doing something wrong. Oh, he's done that to me so many times. What are you, you must be doing something wrong. I've even had people, see that I had that homeschool thing? And I had somebody say, call me up and say, you know, all this opposition must be coming to you because God wants you to quit. And I, thought, I said, no, it's just the opposite. <laughs> He's scared. <laughs> he wants you to quit. Yeah. See, you have opened the door to him. But he's a lie. Or the devil will tell you, you open the door to me. You open the door to me. Something must be wrong. You're doing something wrong. Or this wouldn't all be happening to you. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. Don't believe it. Um, 
Go to 2 Corinthians 11. Okay, we've got about 10 minutes here. It's 2 Corinthians 11, verse 23. Oh, they were, um, Paul was getting persecuted. Anyway, and then he said, are they ministering servants of Christ the Messiah? I am talking like one beside myself, but I am more so, with far more extensive and abundant labors, with far more imprisonments, beaten with countless stripes, and frequently at the point of death. Paul was. Five times I received from the hands of the Jews 40 lashes, all but one. Three times I was beaten with rods. And guess what were they beat? You know, where they, when they beat him with rods, they beat their feet. And he walked all the distance and when he went to those different places. They beat his feet. I was stoned. Three times I've been aboard a ship, wrecked at sea. A whole night and a day I spent adrift on the deep. Can you imagine that? <clears throat> Many times on journeys, exposed to perils from rivers, perils from bandits, perils from my own nation, perils from the Gentiles, perils in the city, perils in the desert places, perils in the sea, perils from those posing as believers, but destitute of Christian knowledge and piety. In toil and hardship, watching often through sleepless nights in hunger and thirst, frequently driven to fasting by want, in cold and exposure and lack of clothing. <laughs> None of us have gone through all that, right? We've got it easier. And that ought to, <laughs> that ought to pop our thumbs and go, oh, <laughs> Get rid of the mentality of self-pity. <laughs> now go to 2 Corinthians 4, 5. I'm going to read quite a bit, to, well, five through nine anyway, through ten. Okay. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves merely as his servants and slaves for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of the darkness, has shone in our hearts so as to beam forth the light for the illumination of the knowledge of the majesty and glory as it is manifest in the person and is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ. However, we possess this precious treasure, the divine light of the gospel and frail human vessels on earth. These are frail human vessels, but the light is shining through it, and you've got to know it is. That the grandeur and greatness of the power is shown from God and not ourselves. We are hedged in, pressed on every side, troubled and oppressed in every way, but we're not cramped or crushed. 
He always said, he always answered it. We suffer embarrassments and we're perplexed, unable to find a way out, but not driven to despair. We are pursued, we're persecuted and hard driven, but not deserted to stand alone. A lot of but nots. We are struck down to the ground, but never struck out and destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the liability and exposure to the same putting to death that the Lord Jesus suffered so that the resurrection life of Jesus will be shown forth in our bodies. So see, Paul was a faith man and he, 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 um, he warned about the opposition that he encountered. And you know what? The more you do it, the more you're going to get that. But you've got to stand. And you do all to stand. Being in faith doesn't mean you are ignorant of the enemy and how he oppresses you. You know, being in faith doesn't mean you won't feel the opposition. You're going to feel it. You're not a hard-hearted robot, right? The enemy wants you to think you are failing because you are feeling. Ah, oh, I've been there. You are not failing because you're feeling. You keep going despite of what you are feeling. Decide to walk by faith, and it puts you in the center ring of the contest. Like you guys fighting. See, many wrongly presume if we walk by faith, all our problems are solved. I used to think that when I was first a Christian. You know what? Those problems are not removed. The devil hates faith because he knows what it can do. And he may try to knock you down, but he can't keep you knocked down. Don't let him. See, those, those who are born of God have supernatural ability to keep getting up again. No matter how many times they fail. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even my faith. 1 John 5, 4. Okay, so just a little bit more and we're going to stop. Faith, you have faith that overcomes the world. Wow. <laughs> Our faith overcomes, it overrides and supersedes any organization, any event, any circumstance, any difficult, confusing dilemma Satan tries to come against you with. <laughs> Our weapons are powerful. They are, and you've got to keep moving on. Amen. I'm just going to stop right there. You got to keep believing the word. You got to get into the word and see what it says. Because we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. There's so much stuff out there. I feel kind of. You got to get in front of it. I felt like I was going to go. <laughs> um, so, Father, I thank you. I thank you for these people, God. Open up the eyes of all of our understanding. Flood our hearts with light that we might know the hope to which we have been called and how glorious is the inheritance of the saints. 
And I thank you, Father, that you will show them and to draw everything they can from this prophet, from this man of God. In the name of Jesus, amen. And guard them and protect them with the holy angels of God, amen. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead and play it. I've got to sit down. I feel dizzy. That's opposition. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't want me to finish. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, she was ministering to ministers. This is in Iowa. Menchi, menchi, kiki, Pastor Jackie, you have no idea. You have no idea what it has meant to God and meant to the place where He put you, the way you have obeyed Him and the, the flow you have chosen to yield to and to press into. I tell you, when I talk to different people and ones that have gone to your church or we've talked, and talked about you being in meetings, I said, I love preaching in her church. You would never know in this community that she's in that there's a church right in the middle of what God's heart is. You don't know what that means to, to God and to the body of Christ. Not, and, and, I'm, and I'm absolutely to the people that he has entrusted to you. But I'm talking about in the spirit realm what yeah. that has meant. To have that voice and that stand and that flow. It's like the upper room only 120 there, but they were a portal for the next thing God was doing. They had no idea what that would mean. And we owe our flow to them providing a place through being in unity, being hungry, and a door of entry into the earth. Amen. Good for, good for, good for your obedience. And I know, I know and you know God enabled you, but you chose. You chose. So thank you. Father, I thank you. <laughs> thank you for sweet harvest years. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For sweet harvest years for my precious friend and sister, grateful for her, grateful, just grateful, amen, hallelujah, I, I, these are different ones, it's interesting, I, I can't, amen, <laughs> yeah, I was the last one, she must have gone through like 12 of them or 13. I didn't even expect nothing. <laughs> you God don't. did. Yeah, God but God heart. knows. Not, yeah, not, uh, see, and that's not. The earth to find itself strong and pure towards his word. 
That's yeah. Like yeah, you know, God does look. His eyes look to and fro throughout the whole earth. If you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. Mm -hmm. But if you push away and start sleeping in that, you're not going to receive anything. No, you will not. He's our father. He wants you to obey. Why does it say in Job 36, 11, those that obey and serve him have their days in prosperity and years in pleasure? But Isaiah 1, 9 says those that are willing and obedient, God sees whether you're willing or not. I mean, if you're drowsy and everything, you're sweating, you're, you're not going to get nothing. What, if I gave you a trillion dollars, you'd be excited. You have dived into this book. Yes. What happens when you find a little gold? You don't realize what just happened to you, what's going to happen. Like I've looked in Job there in 27, all these people are working for us, the ones that don't tire, that eat in the factories and everything. They're going to wake up in the morning and talk about his mom. Guess who's going to get the faithful? He said, the faithful. they're working for us. Whether you're faithful or not. What Hebrews 10.25 says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves as some do, is exalt to that time coming. All we want to do, not patting ourselves on the back, is get rid of the yoke that the devil has put on your shoulder by the word of God. All of us. If you continue my word, you're my disciple. I do the truth will make you free. And then John 15, 7, if you abide in him and his words abide in you, that's what you He hears you and watches you. Right now, the show is not familiar scripture. He's watching you. And you see, all that, even like in church, the way you respond, it's a matter of respect. What if President Trump came? What if, what if your favorite singer came? You'd be like this and right alert. Have respect for the Word of God, and you'll get more out of it. You'll grow. Honor Him. Honor and respect Him for what He's given us and what He's done for us. Really, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Praise God. Give me that microphone. I'm going to show you why I worship the Lord like I do. Right here. Oh. Right here. This is what it's all about, church, right here. Luke 12, verse 8 and 9. You want to hold it? And I tell you, whoever declares openly, speaking out freely, and confesses that he is my worshiper, and acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man also will declare and confess and acknowledge him before my angels. But he who disowns and dis denies and rejects and refuses and acknowledges me before men will be disowned and denied and rejected and refused acknowledgement in the presence of the angels of God. And then see it says in Reckon 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse verse 12, if you deny me, I'll deny you. Uh-huh, yeah. Now, Chronicles it says, I'll cast you off forever. First, first Samuel 22 oh, okay. 20 says, if you deny me, I'll lightly esteem you. Yeah, yeah. He wants, he, why does it say it that way in Bible study, huh? James 4, 8. Draw near to him and he draws near to you. 
He knows when you're idolizing other things other than him. Yeah. Yeah. Why does it say in John 6, 63? He, oh, yeah, why does it say that? Huh? What does it say? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it, it says it, your flesh profits nothing. The, oh, well, the word. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all his that's Matthew 6. Yeah. See, but read above that. It says, well, it says, <laughs> he said, John don't be 6. concerned about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, what you're going <laughs> to drink. He says, the world worries about stuff like that, but he is your king. He wants to give you the best. Mm -hmm. He's watching us, church. That's why the pastor brought that up. It says the devil, if he'd have known what was going to go on, he would have never killed Jesus. Because you know why? Now we've got a whole bunch of Jesus. <laughs> in the Great Commission, <laughs> yeah. these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and be recovered, speak in tongues, cast out devils, drink any dead poison, and will not hurt you. We're supposed, and what, what's John 14, 12 say? We're going to do greater works than mm -hmm. Jesus did. But he's the head. Who's the head telling you what to do? This is where you get in trouble if you don't obey this word right here. But he's watching this church. You know, he's up and down these aisles just walking all along through here to see who's real hungry for his word. You know, it's just like, uh, I'll just say, Alexa or Alicia, you know. Uh, Mark or Lacey says, honey, would you take out the trash? Oh, I'll take it out. But she doesn't do it. says in, in Psalms 112, it says, they're going to weep and gnash with their teeth and melt away and desire the wicked ship. They're going to see when you've got all these cars and all the houses. See, why does it say in Mark 10, 29 and 30, if you, it says, because you've given to mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters, houses, house, is it my, the gospel says, you will receive this time to come, hundred times houses, brothers, sisters, and you're my brothers and better than any of my relatives, I'll tell you that right now. Oh my gosh. It's like you've got the Spirit of God inside of you. Righteous peace and joy and the Holy Ghost. Because we trust you, we love you, it's fun to come to Amen. you. Mm -hmm. Amen. <coughs> but see, it, it says, but you're going to get persecution in the last days. Because they're going to see, how you got that? Because I was faithful. I obeyed what God told me to do. Uh, if you get a chance tonight, He buried his birthright, didn't he? Yeah. How many Christians are doing the same thing? Yeah. They've got other priorities other than coming here to get rid of those yokes that the devil has put up. What does John 10, 10 say? But I've Jesus come to bring you life. Because see, he goes around as a roaring lion to seek him. How many, look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abel. Probably 13 million there. They were the only ones that stood up. Yeah, they were thrown into fire, but the fourth man was with them. <laughs> yeah. But he sees you whether you're hungry or not or whether you're just playing games. You know? Yeah. 
You walk out before church. Is it? How, I mean, would you be eating there and have a nice meal there and think, oh, this is good? But you know, you're gonna kill a lady. <laughs> you're gonna stand there and eat that food. The word of God is the same thing. Because yeah, it's here to set you free, yeah. church, to get the world. What does James four seven say? Submit to yourself. Hate this word. Right? Oh, another thing. The Philadelphia church was the only one that supplied Paul. Yeah. Guess what it says in Revelation? The only church that the devil couldn't enter was through was the word of God. Philippians. Revelation 3.10. The rest of all six of them, the devil got in there. One way or the other. Right. Because of the word of God. Because yeah. Jesus is the word, isn't he? flesh and dwell among us. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Oh my gosh, church. We're so blessed, I tell you. I mean, we're not his servants. We're his children. It's just like Lacey with, with Lexa, Alicia McKenna. They're not servants. They're his children. They're Mark and Lacey's children. Because they love him so much. But see, how many people I mean, said it right in here. I'm going to say it. Pastor said it Sunday, you're a bastard if you don't believe the, if you don't obey the word. Yeah. He's our father. Yeah. And if you're not obeying what he says to do, guess what? You're not going to get the blessings that other people are. That's why, again, I say, I can quote all the Psalms 112, but it says they're going to they're weep and gnash their teeth and melt away and desire because they see what you get. Because you're, you're his children. He wants to give you the blessing. Why does it say, Pastor brought it up each Sunday, 30, 35, Let us shout for joy and be glad. Let favor a righteous cause. Let him say continuously, let the Lord, Lord be magnified who takes, who takes pleasure in the prophets. I don't say servants, Spirit I say saints. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> we're not servants anymore. We're not, we're not in slavery anymore. He's our prophet. Amen. Amen. Well, you are all dismissed. <laughs> Tell your neighbor that you love them and you may go.